0: is the Celebrity Afterlife Report Podcast. Hello once again, dear listeners. It is me, the Celebrity Medium. With the most up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite deceased celebs, we have what I believe... No, I don't believe. I know it's some tasty stuff for you this week including a follow-up to one of the year's biggest next-world celebrity stories. I always enjoy bringing these stories to you, and I really appreciate you listening to them. And a falderall. Let's just get right to it. I'm sure you remember the story I told you about the huge concert event David Bowie put together A few weeks back inside I-Environment, the Rain Experience Park, originally conceived and designed by former Apple CEO Steve Jobs, featuring Bowie himself, along with Prince, Jim Morrison, formerly of The Doors, and Elvis Presley, performing alongside his uh, favorite impersonator, Andy Kaufman. The show was the hottest thing in recent memory in the afterlife. Well, I now have information that the original plan was for it to be even more star-studded. Word has leaked out that Bowie originally intended for the show to include Michael Jackson performing before Elvis came out on stage and finished things up. The King of Pop had agreed to be there to sing some of his biggest hits. Then, Prince transitioned to the next world. As the Earthly Plane Press has been reporting in recent days, MJ was, to say the least, not a fan of the Purple One. He has been quoted as saying that Prince was the rudest man he ever met. Sources close to him are saying that Bowie booked Prince as soon as he arrived in his new existence, not knowing about the feud between he and Jackson. Sources are telling me that when Michael heard that Prince had been added to the lineup, he insisted that Prince have his invitation to perform canceled. When Bowie said he couldn't do that, Jackson made a scene, adding that he also objected to Presley being the closing act. <laughs> Bowie calmly explained that Presley was the biggest star in the history of rock and roll, and it was only fitting that he be the closer. To that, Michael reportedly started screaming that no one was bigger than him, and he stormed out of the meeting as Jackson was never announced publicly as being part of the show, plans to include him were quietly dropped. So the moral of the story? Once a diva, always a diva. Brothers Orville and Wilbur Wright, co-inventors of the airplane, have been trying their... I guess hand is not the right word here. At gay porn. Working on a movie with Linda Lovelace and John Holmes, known as Johnny Wad, in Earthly Plane erotic cinema. I said it, let you know, as soon as I heard anything about their performances. Well, the early reviews, quote-unquote, are in, and they're not great. From a source who worked on the set of My Plane, their first porno, comes word that the right boys may have chosen the wrong profession. I'm told that during their scenes with her, Linda Lovelace had a hard time keeping a straight face. Apparently the brothers are currently sporting those old-fashioned type mustaches, complete with wax tips. Lovelace found it difficult to keep her mind on her work whenever either of the brothers were close to her. In addition, the boys apparently couldn't measure up to the standards set by Holmes. Now, given his reputation for tumescence, that's probably unfair to them, but I'm told they were not impressive, at least when compared to his anatomy. Word from the set is that the rights seem completely oblivious to the snickering from their fellow actors and the crew. I'm told they strutted around the set like peacocks, which amused everyone else there to no end. The movie is set to be released to the afterlife public sometime in the next few days. It will be interesting to see what the general reaction is and how Orville and Wilbur take it. The strange role reversal between former first lady Jackie Kennedy and movie star Marilyn Monroe is continuing. As I reported a few weeks ago, Jackie has had a breast augmentation, apparently to make her former husband, John F. Kennedy, who is now dating Monroe, jealous. In what looks a lot like retaliation, Monroe, who is now Ronald Reagan's squeeze, has dyed and styled her hair to match Jackie's famous do. All right, that's strange enough, but now comes word that Jackie has gone tit for tat by uh, having her hair bleached and cut to resemble Marilyn's. Also, if you remember the two women's speaking voices, they really weren't all that dissimilar. Sources tell me, however, that Jackie has hired a voice coach to train her to speak with the breathy, dumb blonde intonations Marilyn used in movies like Some Like It Hot. People who've seen her out on the town with Reagan in recent days say that it's it's more than a little creepy how far Jackie is going to emulate her former husband's new girlfriend. And likewise for those who have spotted Marilyn in the wild. She has apparently hired a stylist to outfit her with a wardrobe that looks as if it comes straight out of Jackie's closet. None of this strikes me as healthy behavior. I would love to know what Presidents Kennedy and Reagan think about all this role reversal, but neither has spoken publicly on the subject so far. For her part, Nancy Reagan is on record as being disgusted with her husband's playing the field, and I have to imagine it won't be long before some intrepid reporter catches up with her and asks her what she thinks about the whole Marilyn and Jackie thing, and that, my friends, is going to make for some world-class Gossip. Lastly, things are heating up on the set of Tammy's Court, the TV courtroom show starring former televangelists Tammy Faye Baker and Jan Crouch. As I've been reporting, Tammy has had a radical makeover to look more glamorous for her role as the judge, and Jan is contractually obligated to continue to be over the top with her makeup and wigs as the bailiff. Now, right from the first episode, it has been obvious that Tammy is not happy with Jan's mugging for the camera. Jan's allegedly funny facial contortions were edited out of that pilot episode, but the producers, feeling that Tammy's obvious annoyance made for some interesting friction, have been leaving her disgust in the subsequent shows. A source on the set tells me that Tammy is finding it harder and harder to disguise her frustration with Jan to the point where viewers are trying to guess when the inevitable blow-up between the two women will occur. I'm told that for now, things are at least semi-professional during the tapings, but that Tammy has developed the habit of going directly to her dressing room when the cameras turn off, after which people can hear her playing loud music to disguise the sound of her throwing lamps and other things at the wall. It's coming to a head, folks. And I think it's going to be glorious when it does. Okay, that wraps up this week's report. I will be off next week for the 4th of July, but I promise to return the week after with more up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite deceased celebs. Please be here for that, and also please tell your friends that the report is available for free on both iTunes and in the Google Play Store. To my listeners in the USA, have a happy and safe Independence Day. I'm the Celebrity Medium. I'll see you right here in two weeks. You've been listening to the Celebrity Afterlife Report podcast. To ask a question about your favorite deceased celebrity, call 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-369-3732.